We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, the final episode of the regular season. It's been a long journey from Milan to Mint, Scott. But we have made it, and Judge hit a 60-second home run. We did it. We didn't have did to, it. We didn't have to deal with that as well. It was a huge relief. Like, honestly... I was just happy it was over. I was yeah. sick of every at-bat getting a freaking notification on my phone and then not having the home run happen. I'm sure Judge was feeling it. You could see him yeah. at the plate, like, just ready to be done with this already. Um, but, yeah, glad it finally happened, obviously. Uh, yeah, and, like, huge relief for everybody, but especially for Aaron Judge. You know, like, this is – this. first of all, the guy deserved it get 62 like this this needs to happen you know like it really does need it need it had it had to happen so i'm i'm glad that he just got it period as long as it took uh, but i'm glad he got it and now he's sitting atop that uh that that record that's just that's so cool it's so cool yeah, that, we were there for the first home run that hallowed we al record yep <laughs> well it is it is hallowed it is hallowed it's hallowed because it's the record that is acknowledged what was it authentic the authentic was that there yeah i love how i love how they're leaning into that do you think it's a bigger al record or yankees record because i think it's a bigger yankees thing than it is major league baseball thing well i think the fact that the al record was already held by yankees that already felt like a yankee record the al record so it felt to me it felt one and the same but we're yankee fans so that's how if i'm a, a different fan of a different team in the american league then I'm looking at this as the American League, but I don't think they care. But let me rephrase this. If it wasn't Aaron Judge and it wasn't a Yankee doing this, if Vlad Guerrero Jr. was breaking Roger Maris's record, this would not be as big of a deal. That's true. 
It would the, be a, it, it would be a big deal, but it would not be as big of a deal because it's a Yankee. No doubt. The the fact that it's a Yankee, the fact that Aaron Judge is a New York Yankee makes it a bigger deal. Because he's breaking Maris, who broke Ruth. Yes. And Correct. we all like again, fine. It's not the major league baseball record. I think what, if anything, what this season has solidified for me is no one's ever hitting 74 home runs. Like Judge hit his 60th home run on September 20th. Okay. Two weeks ago, he had 60 home runs. Now he was never going to reach 74, but he was on pace for like 66, 67, maybe even 68 if he had a hot couple of series towards the end. And he slowed down immensely. He, he, he started to feel so much pressure. We saw pitchers not pitching him quite the same. I think it was most glaring in the Baltimore series. I thought the Red Sox, the last time they faced him at Yankee Stadium, pretty much attacked him. I mean, let's face it. He got a cookie last night to get to get you. The, yeah. You, the are, you ready to, are you ready to give me my uh, my 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 um, uh, appraise? Gray, it was great pitching, right? He, he was like, you know what? Exactly. You earned this. You earned this one. Here's, yeah. here's a BP fastball. But so I and the first one, the first pitch, been, yeah. the first pitch of that bat, real quick, he overthrew. He was trying to groove him a fastball on the first pitch, and he just overthrew it and it was a little high. And then even that slider, it was like a excuse me slider that like barely broke over the plate. It was a shitty slider that just got enough of the plate to be a strike. And then yeah, he gave him right down the middle. It, they were pitching to him. They were giving him opportunities. The entire series, they've been giving him opportunities to hit the ball. So, um, and it was um, you could start to see him. Like I thought he looked the worst at the plate these past two weeks that or not two weeks i would say uh last 15 before the series is right yeah. the last five games um <clears throat> the worst he's looked at the plate in a long time he was trying to pull everything he was uh, he made some weak contact to the left side normally he's letting the ball travel and he's driving outside pitches to right field or he's just spitting on them for for balls so you could start to see him changing his approach and i think once the yankees clinched the division he made the decision to do that and i and i totally get it like just get this home run record over with but then i start to like in my mind i'm like oh shit is this getting judge out of his rhythm and then he's gonna be cold going into the playoffs because if, if aaron judge is in aaron judge in the postseason like what what is this lineup like i started thinking those thoughts and i'm like just please get this freaking home run already so we can put it behind us so that's that was sort of my feelings uh i guess really since the baltimore series yeah i i i I agree with you. You know, this was, he was definitely starting to press, did not want him to get into bad, a bad mechanical thing uh, and, and, you know, enter the playoffs just that with, with some jacked up mechanics. Cause the guy has been so good and consistent with the way that he swings the bat all year long, really the last two years that it would, it would have been a shame for him to have uh, fallen into some bad habits because of this. But uh, yeah, thankfully there was that fastball that was down the gut and, and he just, he took care of it. He did what he had to do and he did what he was supposed to do. And, and, and you know and what it means? It, it means it was the nut up moment of the week. Aaron Judge came through and he delivers. It's October. It's spooky mm. season. A mm. lot of people like to watch horror movies to get into the Halloween mood. But just because you like horror movies does not mean you should let your junk be a horror show. I love the Manscaped copy. Those guys always go above and beyond on the creative copy for their for their ads every month. Spooky season. Manscaped can help you with all your male grooming needs. They've got the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, which features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, an LED spotlight so you don't miss any spots, and it is waterproof. It also has a lock feature, Scott which I used when I took it to uh, California a couple of weeks ago, put it in your travel bag, you press the button three times and it locks. So you don't, you don't waste battery and doesn't start buzzing in your travel bag. That is an upgrade. That is a man's upgrade because they listen to the people. 
because there are a number of times where that razor has gone off in my bag and I'm smacking my bag and I'm like trying to turn the damn thing off or I'm protecting it in the way that I put it in my toiletry yeah. kit. So the fact that they have a lock means that they are open to res- to, to feedback from, from the people that use their razor. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that from any company. So thank you, Manscaped, for listening to us. You also get the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer. So you can make sure that those nose hairs and ear ear hairs, it's hard to say, don't get out of control. You do not want that happening. Mm -hmm. They've got liquid formulations. That's what they're calling their crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner. They throw in a pair of performance boxers and that travel bag if you get the performance package. But you can also just shop their products a la carte if you so choose. I highly recommend the trimmer. I've said this and I'll keep saying it. It's the best trimmer I've ever used. Aaron Judge nutted up to get his 60-second home run, and we want all of our listeners out there to nut up as well. Go to manscaped.com and use code BRONX21 for 20% off plus free shipping. We would really appreciate it, and thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring. So anything else you want to touch on with the with the Judge Homer? Uh, uh, like, again, just to reiterate, um, steroids thing aside, uh, it, it really, like, the, the the pressure of the last two weeks for Judge solidified in my mind that reaching 70 74 home runs just seems so far out of reach i mean dude it took the fact look we need to talk about how the numbers are speaking of spooky season you know the as we're recording this and as they finish that game yankees 99 and 62 with their record that's fucking weird uh it took 61 years for this record to get broken and on the 61st year it gets broken that's fucking weird uh, a, a Yankee did it. Um, the fact that number nine was taken and Judge Pick, who, who Roger Maris wore and has been retired, and he chose ninety nine, also fucking weird. There's a lot of weird things that that are like, uh, you know, New York Bronx Yankee Stadium ghosts are, are are watching this and like already had a script for the way that this had to go down. So it's it's and I feel like I get chills when I say this. Maybe it's because of the ghosts, but it's really baseball. Baseball seems to always find these these little number situations that um, it's baseball and numbers for whatever reason they always yeah, that's find the each fun other. In it. You they don't find get that. You don't get that with with um, other sports um, that you can in baseball. I think because of the time that you have to look for those numbers and those coincidences, I think you can usually find something. But yeah, there certainly were a lot. And I remember when he was um, trying to get his. Uh, the home run at home against Baltimore, and he was coming up in like the third inning at like two twenty-two in the afternoon. And Kay was talking about yeah. how, like, oh, this is the exact time on the exact same day. And had the opportunity, the exact minute yeah, that Roger Maris and they showed like the picture and the shadow was the same and everything, even though obviously it wasn't the same stadium, but it was like you know just still like very similar. And you know that's also one of the reasons why, even though the old Yankee Stadium was renovated, so it wasn't technically the same, but like just like. When it is the same stadium year in and year out, and you can go back in history, it's like, oh no, this is where it actually happened, and now I'm doing it in the exact same spot 61 years later. Um, that's like the kind of shit that I'm a sucker for. And, and the other thing that I, I mean, you think th- differently on this, but here's what I I have to say about the home run king conversation. Now, the home run king conversation will always now, in my belief, include Aaron Judge because there will always be a distinguishment a distinguishment and like a line to talk about. And when someone's like, who's the home run king? Well, it's technically Barry Bonds, but Aaron Judge got 62. And that will always be, whether you 
that will be part of the, the narrative. And you start looking at this 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, if this record is still intact, I know you're calling it the American League record because it is. I'm not Yankee calling record, it the American it is. League record. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying what we were talking about earlier and, and how it's in, and what people are saying. I think that actually a lot of baseball fans across the league also are happy that someone like Aaron Judge, because I think Aaron Judge is respected across fan bases. I think that the the general fan of baseball is happy that he did this because now there's something to talk about beyond what Bonds and, and McGuire did in the modern age. And I think that's a big deal because you definitely are having this conversation now. Home Run King, you know, whether it's the number aside, you're, ha- you're, you're including Aaron Judge in that. And a lot of people are acknowledging him as the true home run king, whether it's in the record books or not. I, that doesn't matter anymore because the record books have been tainted, uh, you know, by that by that era. And as we all know, they've 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 just changed over the decades. But when you look at something like this that took 61 years to to break the right way, it's 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 absolutely dead nuts in the conversation. If in 25 years from now someone hits 63 home runs, do you think it's going to be a huge deal. It's like, oh, the play this player is breaking Aaron Judge's 2022 record, or is it? Yeah, this is a really great season. 63 home runs has never happened except for like these five times in history. But again, it's not 74 home runs. The mechanism of the person being in the American League, I think, allows for that conversation to happen a lot easier. Uh, so now that's, na- that's gone, what? though. Now, now that's gone because no, I mean breaking Aaron Judge's record is what I mean. So, so now we're just going to be that, tracking NL and AL records for the till the end of time. Like no, no, but I'm saying if that person is in the uh, the person that you're referring to in 10, 15, 20 years, whatever that is, if they're in the National League, I'm saying it's not a National League record. Whereas this is an American League record, and it was something to put up. But yes, I think the answer is yes. I think I that that it is it's going to be compared to Judge's season. I think Judge's season is going to stand the test of time. Uh, uh, up there with one of the greatest yes. offensive seasons that yes. anyone has ever put played in the history of baseball. Absolutely. It's going to be up there. Absolutely. It, it'll, it's one of the 10 greatest offensive seasons in Major League Baseball history. And you might be saying 10, like that's not doing it justice. Talking about all uh, history, it's like 10. Okay, there's t- 10 and he's probably in the top 10. I don't know what number he is. Um, and even if you want to remove the bonds years and and all of the steroid years, you still have got some freaky years from Babe Ruth back in the day where he's just like lapping the field seven times over. So understand yeah. different era, whatever it is. But yeah, I agree with the fact that it will always be remembered, particularly for Yankees fans, as one of the greatest seasons, if not the it, definitely the greatest offensive season we've ever witnessed. Like yeah. obviously, um, but it will be. I will. I would like to be able to have a crystal ball to see okay the year t- 2042 right 20 years from now someone hit 63 home runs what what what's the talk about put it in the show notes for Kemp and Harrison god how old would they be 25 <laughs> well, just, years old 20, yeah, 22 years prime, old prime podcasting age we, we'll leave it at the bottom of the notes because they'll probably use the same google doc and uh <laughs> and we'll see it um, so we don't know who the Yankees are going to be playing in the first round yet, but it's either going to be the Guardians or the Rays. I think a lot of people out there crossing their fingers, it's not the Rays, even though Tampa has not been the best version of the Tampa Rays we've seen. It's just I think Kevin Cash and the Tampa Rays for a five-game series is not going to make anyone feel good. That's true. 
Um, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I can't ignore this. Logan just put something in very funny, and he's absolutely right. We have not. We did not talk about Cole's record of the strikeouts <laughs> because who gives a flying fuck? So, all right. Before we get into the big deal uh, in the clubhouse, though. Big oh deal yeah. The clubhouse, Hold on. I'm going to do an impression. Deal. I was going to get to this when we hand out awards, but I'm going to do an. No, impression we got to talk about it right now because of Garrett Cole uh, giving a a motivational speech about breaking Ron Guidry's record. Well, uh, you know, uh, yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for letting me go first. <laughs> um, I put out a tweet. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I said, Cole probably so mad at judge right now for making him wait longer because he <laughs> came out and gave up a run. Yes thing. He mentioned that to Meredith. Did he? Yeah. Oh, what a dick. Not so, like, not like blaming. No, judge. I, he's like, he's like, Oh, I had, yeah, I had to wait longer. <laughs> He had to say it. He had to say it. Though. He had to he say it. Help you know why nobody is looking at this at all? First of all, it's not one of the. It's not because a, he's got a three-five Yarains giving up thirty-four home runs. Like, it's also not. It's not it's a story record. record. It's a it's Yankee, Yankee record. record. It's not a story. Uh-huh. Is record. it an American League record? I don't. It's know. not an American League record. <laughs> but if you heard Michael K, because you know I have to defend Garrett Cole. If you heard Michael K, it is. It is something that. You know the Yankees in there. You know, been around forever. Two records yeah. that have stood for a long time, broken the same inning. It's kind of weird. Uh-huh. It is that no. Is, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but it's also, it's also such a side note and such a just a footnote in in the in this day. Nobody, nobody will remember that Garrett Cole broke this record on that day. No, not one person. Even Garrett oh. Cole, he's like, I really want to remember this, but he might forget it. His wife. <laughs> doesn't remember it already so but even if he it's did not it his day a different day it's not and he did it in a in a season where he was not good right like and it's just a, it's it, it, what it is is it, it's it's convenient for how people get out to in today's baseball really is what it yes is. i i remember a couple of weeks ago when cole i think was tying gidry's record when he was pitching in toronto and Kane and cone were talking about how well garrett cole isn't pitching the same number of innings that Ron Guidry pitched, so Ron Guidry had more opportunities to strike guys out then. So, you know, technically what Cole did that's is knock, more impressive. That's a knock. Yeah. I was like, on the flip side, Ron Guidry is pitching more innings and striking out the same number of batters. Maybe the strikeout rate isn't there, but the strikeout rate in Major League Baseball in 19... When did he do this? 76, 77, 78, whenever... Late in 70s, the 70s, early 80s. Whenever he did that was not the same as it is now. It wasn't the same strikeout rate. So yeah. I, I I don't know a strikeout record, cool. Garrett Cole struck out a lot of people. Also, his start last night was pretty emblematic of his entire season. Yeah, boatload yeah. of strikeouts, home run that cost him the game in the middle innings. Like, and I get it, the game didn't matter. It's a tune-up start. Once Aaron Judge hit the home run, no one really cared. It's the second game of a doubleheader. Everyone's basically half out of that stadium already. But once again, grooves a freaking hanging slider in the fifth inning. And it's a two-run homer. I, I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to crush Cole for the start last night because uh, of everything I just said. I'm going to wait to the playoffs if he fails to crush him. But, again. But, like, I don't know what else I can say about Garrett Cole at this point. No, it's it's all been said. I, I will say one other thing, going off script here a little bit as well, but the, um, and I know the, the games don't really matter. What I do, the takeaway, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back on what I said last time because I have a different feeling today than I did when we were recording last. Luis Severino looked freaking phenomenal on his last on his last start. The yeah. velocity that was there, zero hits. That's good. Yes, that is good. And 
it seven, seven innings was it or into the seventh inning seven innings and he could have gone more um well, so yeah well so he wasn't fully stretched out that was one thing we we were it's talking like because you can't it's, we've had this argument for if you send him out for yeah. the eighth and he still has a no hitter you have to send him out for the ninth so that's the inning yeah. you have to pull him anyway he looked freaking phenomenal like it, it made a hell of a lot of sense that they didn't get any hits off of him they had no chance he was controlling the tempo he was controlling he was putting the ball exactly where he wanted it he had nasty movement he just looked really freaking good he looked like severino from like three years ago and um if that's the guy that we're seeing and and you know what that looked like that looked like a tune-up start that's how you do a tune-up start you don't just do that's the same you thing you're doing that's what you tune up motherfucker like that guy looked good and yeah. and that guy needs to start a game needs to start a game uh game and one especially after the two. stinker that tyone put out you know, it's the two guys you trust right now are Nestor and Severino, aren't uh, they? Yeah. <laughs> and neither one of them are going to throw game one. Uh, nope. It's, it's, no, it's, it's very complicated in the heads of a lot of people, I think, but not Aaron Boone, because I think he has to do it. So they asked Matt Blake that, like, oh, you know, would you consider, you know, like, have you guys considered starting Nestor in game one? And he's said i believe he said it was consideration and then they asked cole and they were like would you be okay if you didn't start game one and he was like yeah whatever i gotta do to help the team win you know like typical yankee do you guys really think that it wouldn't bother him or do you think that he oh, would get it would bother him oh my god so he starts game two does it bother him where he's like i gotta go shove or he just melts i think i don't know if he has the ability to bother yeah I, you asked me that question uh two years ago and i would have said shove oh absolutely piss him off like it's a good thing now i'm not so sure it's so easy, though. If they wanted to start him game one, uh, game two, they could just say, because we want to play game five. It yeah. would be it, it like we, it we would all know line up the, that way. We all know that's not the real reason. Yeah, but you Here's the, the problem. If it, do, if it doesn't work, if whoever, whoever right. you put in game one doesn't pitch right. well, you're getting crushed. Yeah. It's a no win situation. I don't blame the Yankees and Boone for starting Garrett Cole game one. It, if, if I was in that job, in an actual sense, and like I actually had to be the manager and answer to bosses, I would also start Garrett Cole. That's why you're paying him all that money. If I'm in that job in a fantasy land, I'm not starting Garrett Cole, and I'm just going by what I have watched all season, and that's Nestor Cortez be the Yankees' best starting pitcher. But I completely understand, and I'm not even going to crush Boone. I promise you, I will not crush Boone and the Yankees if Cole struggles in game one. I will only crush Garrett Cole. Yes. Well, that's who needs to be that because that's that's he's Boone is not choosing here. No, this is what it is. This he is what no choice. everybody signed up for. This is what Garrett Cole got the contract for. This is all on Garrett Cole. One hundred percent. You're you're absolutely right. So it's the other two um, people that you're looking at. Uh, anyway, whatever. If, if if Cole comes out and does his job and does well, Yankees are in good shape. Of course. Because Severino is absolutely pitching the best he's pitched in a very long time right now. Well, I mean, so looking so, at that last, looking at that last, um, uh, that last start. I mean, it is only one. No, I understand one start, that, but, but it's, it's a good one time start. But I'm that. still not starting Severino ahead of Nestor Cortez. I'm still starting no. Nestor Cortez game two, and I feel okay. extremely confident with Luis yeah. Severino in game three. I know we've talked about him maybe pitching out of the bullpen. I think at this point he's shown enough where you have to start him, and even if it's only a five inning start, you have to you have to start him in game three. I will say that even though he's stretched out at this point, um, he could do that too. And I would still have confidence in him coming in, um, in, in, in different spots, but yeah, no, he looked too good for you to, to deny that. And then, you know, when you look at that and how things pan out, if they get past the ALDS, you, you, you might have some, let's not talk about that yet because I'm just saying you <clears throat> might have some, if, if that worked out. 
the guardian so the guardians are as logan said before an al central team which i think if you know you know <laughs> that the yankees don't lose in the playoffs to al central teams but also it's just i i've seen tampa turn get my, better turn my the, microphone down to me knocking on <laughs> i've seen tampa get the better of the yankees too often over the past four seasons to not be afraid if that's who the matchup is I mean, the word's not afraid, I don't think, but the the word is uh, is is you're definitely less confident. And yeah. Tampa's finding their finding their groove, you know, late in the season. They're get they've they've gotten bodies back. Um, their pitching is is is. And you know when Tampa's the best, it's when they're the short series. Yeah, and short series because they have the ability to match up differently than anybody on the pitching staff, and with a lot of confidence with the amount of people and, and, and difference at different people. They, and honestly, position player too. They've been so beat up this year that I think that is going to um, bode well for them and just really play into the way that Kevin Cash likes to play, with, which is a mixed mosh, a mismosh of, of dudes in different places. Um, and you just kind of don't know what to expect on a day-to-day basis. He may, he may play somebody completely out of the blue. Uh, in a position and because of some little thing that he knows about. And a lot of times it works. I know he's had his struggles with in-game pitching matchups and in-game pitching moves um, in recent history, but that man knows the abilities of his players, I'd say as well as or better than any manager in baseball. And it's just the Tampa games are mostly going to come down to like one or two at-bats and one or two pitching changes because that's just how games are decided with Tampa. They're going to be low-scoring, close games. And... That worries me if you're the Yankees, um, especially with Boone making those decisions. And, you know, even if Tampa Tampa's offense hasn't been great, they, they're not looking to win a seven to six game. They're looking to win a three to two game. Yeah, no, you're you're right. It's it's going to be a dogfight. And I think that when you look over at Cleveland, AL Central um, statistics aside, that's a team that that certainly overperformed. To everybody's expectation, not uh, the rest nobody of the division had, underperformed though. I mean, underperformed as shit. well, for sure. But nobody had Cleveland coming out of that division. Uh, not after they, you know, gave up people. They, they we were we were all scratching our head when Jose Ramirez signed that long term contract. Um, but it seems like every time these guys just reload from their farm system and they come up with young They've people, got who can, young guys who can come up and play well. I was yeah. talking to peter yesterday scott you know who peter is cleveland Peter Moses, fan. the esteemed uh the esteemed head of content at blue wire yes and also host of the Airbuds podcast for any nba fans right. out there um and i was like okay give me the give me the elevator pitch on the guardians like what do i need to know about the guardians he's like they don't strike out a lot they strike a lot of people out <laughs> i was like okay got it and he's like and they just keep developing starting pitching yeah yeah How, what's that like and they got a kid in the outfield who i think is rookie of the year right and doesn't strike out at all and the Yankees, I believe the last time the Yankees played the Guardians was that series in May at Yankee Stadium, right? So it's yeah, been when a that really... kid climbed up into the stands, he yelled at yeah, people. The, the I think he's Straw. off the team. I think I think Miles Straw is no longer. So I think, that was uh, someone pulled the last time straw, ago. if you know what I'm saying. They actually played in Cleveland, um, July. You don't remember that was the they played that double header, um, July second and third. Um, I don't remember. So they they played. <laughs> They won. They swept the doubleheader and then lost two nothing the second game, the the okay. third game of the series, and then they swept the Guardians at home. That was the IKF double off the closer. If you guys yep. remember that game, 
Um, and then Cole that was the shoved, champion. That was the winning game for a little while of the season. Yes, yes. And then uh, Cole shoved the day after that. If you remember, that was like all Cole needs to shove. It was April twenty fourth. You know, Cole. Oh, April. Is, it was April. Wow. April. Yeah, I know. Feels like you know whatever. So they um, five and one against the Guardians this year. One five and one against the Guardians. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we're going to know who the Yankees opponent is after the weekend, and we're going to do a preview episode for that. But uh, today we've got to update our season-ending grades and awards. So the way we did it last time is we just fired down the roster and we gave our gut reaction on uh, grade. And if we agreed, we kind of just moved on. And then if we disagreed, then, you know, we can have a little conversation about it and, and take a look at some of the numbers. Jose Trevino is first up. In the first half, we gave him an A+. He certainly did not have a second half as good of, as the first half, but I'm still giving him an A overall for his season. Totally agree. I think he absolutely deserves. This is a guy that got signed the day before, if not that, very close to it, before the season started as a depth move because they needed um, a backup catcher. And he took the, the job by by the balls. There's no doubt about it. I think it's become a lot more of a split with Higgy um, towards the end of the year. But yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of these grades come from, I think, uh, expectations of a particular player, and there were none with him. And he exceeded everybody so and he's been such a good locker room guy such a good presence for the pitching staff um i, I agree with you and he bailed yeah. cole out in the first inning yesterday threw two runners out yeah his his first half ops was 714 yeah, and his second half ops was 598 i mean it's a, it was a severe offensive drop-off but his catching never diminished at all next guy is anthony rizzo and we gave him an a minus at the first half um cut Look, Rizzo had his his bout with injuries. Um, I'm, you know, not to go completely chalk here, but I, I still think that that Rizzo. I don't know how you grade uh, injuries. I don't know how you weigh that into it. But when he was performing, uh, he's an A to me. He's an A. He he still had one hell of a season. What thirty two home runs on the year? The guy Wait, had I... tremendous tremendous power. Um, and and you could tell when he was in the lineup when he was there had such a uh, such a such a presence because of um, his protection of Aaron Judge as well. So huge locker room guy. Anthony Rizzo has been phenomenal. Definitely an A in my book. Um, I don't know if I'm giving him an, a solid A, um, but it's probably a, like a, a high B plus, low A minus for me. I agree with all the things that you said that when he was on the field and performing, 
Um, he made a huge impact. He did have a little bit of a slump in the first half, and I think like after the first month of the season, he was leading the league in home runs, and then he went into a little bit of a dip. Um, and and I do have to factor in injuries. Like if you're not on the field, I understand some of that is out of your control, but I still have to factor that into the grade. So I'm gonna. I guess I'll be a little generous and give him. He's got a ninety, like an A minus. Okay. Uh, Glaber Torres. This is gonna be a weird one to grade. He was nearly an all star. And then he was the worst offensive player in baseball for two months. And then he's been really, really good in September. In the first half of the season, we gave Glaber a B plus. And I don't know if that's changing. I feel like it's for the season, it's still a B plus. For the second half, it's like a C plus and only saved by his September. But his September was so important because of the way the team was was reeling in October. But he disappeared for August. Two I understand that. Um, I, so I'm. He didn't show I'm up giving to class him a for two months, and then showed up to the final and somehow somehow aced it. Yeah, which is frustrating because I got an incomplete or I got an uh, an abs- absence out of uh, English 101. I was getting a solid B in the class because I absenced out because I went over eight absences, and I'm still getting a B. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your class is easy. I'm sorry that I'm smart. I apologize. But what are you doing? I'm paying for this class. Brought up some bad memories right there. Um, I'm giving I'm giving Glaber uh, a B. I think it's a solid B because of the the inconsistencies that he showed. That said, the footnote on Glaber such a like a, such an integral part of their rebound after they were so freaking bad because he was the guy when Rizzo was out that was protecting Judge and. You know, he played for all intents and purposes, played a very good second base, was, was, uh, you know, went over to short when he needed to and, and did, um, you know, filled in there fine. Uh, and yeah, middle of the field approach, Glaber Torres is an A plus outside of the middle of the field approach. <laughs> he's getting lower. He's getting lower. Where's Cam minus. Maben been? I miss Cam. I miss Cam. I know. Broadcast. Yeah. He's been good. I'm very, very, I'm not happy about that. Um, Josh Donaldson's the next guy on the list and Josh Donaldson. Got a, a B minus in the first half. Uh, I'm downgrading him. I'm giving him a C. I'm giving yeah. him a C. Josh really? Donaldson has been very solid at third base defensively, uh, but he is not the offensive player that anybody expected. And um, you know, we have him for another year contractually. Uh, for another year, that'll be interesting to see what they do because they have some personnel things next year um, with him clogging up third base. But I mean, look, the guy's a, the guy is a world class glove. And, you know, uh, he's, he's hit a little bit better in the second half, but nothing he's got, he's too streaky. He's too streaky, uh, and nothing you can really count on. So I think the Yankees have a big decision with him. And, um, and if LeMay, he was healthy, like he's probably going to sit. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like a guy that if LeMay, is started, I mean, if LeMay is healthy, he's starting over him at third base. So he's definitely no, nothing better than a C he, he was overall disappointing for me this year. Donaldson was. Yeah. IKF, we give him a B minus in the first half, and I probably just sticking with the same grade for the season. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a B because he's exactly what we thought he was. <laughs> so um, even defensively, second half, I thought he was much better. You know, uh, the the blunders here and there. He did hit one of the runs in the second him. half. <laughs> he hit three huge power, huge power surge in the second half. Um, you know, three hundred percent power surge in the second half. That's right. So yeah. That's a. I think he's he's a guy that that fits the lineup and fits this team very well. Um, 
but there's definitely some kids breathing down his neck now. So that, that'll be something to see what they do next year. But I, I'd say um, I'm giving him a B, solid B. Uh, next is DJ LeMayhew. And we gave him an A in the first half. Um, again, here's that injury piece that, you know, I, I have a hard time weighing into uh, a, a particular grade, but if anything, it's got to be a, a down, a, a down mark for him because when he was playing, he was injured. Uh, so that's, that's part of the narrative here. It's, there's definitely, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely things that there's definitely context with, with what he is. So I'm, I have to downgrade him a little bit for the, for the full, um, I'm going to give him a B plus. He's still a good presence, but unfortunately he's playing hurt. And, you know, that's going to, that's going to come back at any moment. It really could come back at any moment with, with his injury right now and, and playing. And, uh, uh, hopefully it's not because when he's healthy, when he's healthy, he's an A, he's a solid A, uh, but we have to grade him on a curve almost because of the injury, but he's still playing. So that's why I'm giving him B, B plus, but okay. I'll stick with B plus cause I like him. Yeah. B, B, B plus. That's, that's fine. I mean, he obviously was just hurt. Uh, Aaron and he's, he's also the only other person playing first base i know cabrera picked up a glove and can do it and we all have confidence in that but like you're looking at who can play first base on a consistent basis if there's anyone that's not there and it's him so he's proven valuable you guys aren't going to give the next person on the list an award you're not going to give him a grade on the graphic oh, the, right. oh uh, joey joey gallo well he didn't play in the second half well i, I mean he did a little bit in the well a little bit well, yeah. I, I'm surprised yeah. we gave him an F and not an F minus. <laughs> <laughs> Why were we being nice in the first half? What happened here? There's no such thing as an F minus. There's it, not. They made it one. No, an yeah, F is an F. F. What's your fair and judge over. an A plus with 42 pluses? We just made that shit up. We can make whatever we want up. <laughs> nah, once, once you hit an F, that, that's it. It's over, kid. Listen, he hit a home run yesterday. Nine hole. Joey Gallagher. How is he doing? I haven't paid any attention to him. In, he started in... hot and everybody was like, see? Couldn't do it in New York. And then he went back to like 150, being Joey Gallo, yeah. being Joey Gallo they batting him ninth again. And everybody's like, well, you know, you know. Well, you know, you he know. sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he does suck. But so okay. they were like, yeah, oh, he he's, and I was I was actually listening quickly. Um, I was listening and they were like, you know, he's like really working. Like I was listening to Dodgy broadcast, you know, working with a smaller leg stride. I'm like, no, this guy's going to start making adjustments now. <laughs> it took him 400 plate it's appearances this like, year to finally make like, some adjustments. It's like September 30th. You're going to make adjustments now? Hey, Joey Gallo better make some damn adjustments right now because if the uh, if the shift doesn't, the, the fact that the shift's not going away doesn't help him, then he's a lost cause. I mean, so. is Gallo making their postseason roster? I no idea. I, I mean, I so. don't expect Probably. you guys to know no, that. Pro- like. Honestly, well, I mean, I, I, I watch a lot of the Dodgers because it's kind of just on at night. Um, MLB Network always has it on, but like I think so because they acquired him to be. They kind of platooned him in left field, I think. So acquired him. Right, cool. To Good luck with that. Who's MLB next on our list? Shitting strikeout. <laughs> As I said, we gave Aaron Judge in the first half an A plus 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 with like forty something pluses. I'm upgrading him to an A plus with sixty two pluses. There you go. Nice numbers. Back to numbers. Um, yeah, this is an easy one. We've dedicated, you know, I'd say about forty mm, percent of all of our shows to Aaron Judge. So um, he's it's uh, better than dedicating forty percent to Rob Ref Snyder and Chase Headley back in the day. Hey, don't <laughs> I don't appreciate the disrespect to Rob Ref Snyder. Okay, the guy tries really hard. Um, no, Aaron Judge has been amazing, amazing. So a, a plus all the way, sixty two. That's that's great. Um, Aaron Hicks next on the list. We gave Mr. him Aaron a B Hicks. minus in the first wow, half. Wow, he was he was in the good graces. He at had that point. he had finished the first half strong and that clouded our judgment. Huh. 
Wow. All right. So big fat D for Aaron Hicks. I'm not going to give him an F because he's still going out there and doing things and like he's trying to improve. Maybe he's uh, walking. He's walking on graduation day. Yeah. So yeah, he's getting a D for me because he's been bad. Hasn't been very good in left field. Uh, Hasn't just uh, the outfield deficiencies have shown. He's made a couple throws and thrown at some guys. That's great. Um, I just I don't see him. I don't I don't see Aaron Hicks. I don't see the future here. I don't I don't know what he is. I don't know how he could really be a uh, a plus for this team or, or you know one a person that can help in the playoffs really. So I think he's a bubble guy at this point. And yeah, I'm giving him a D from a B minus to a D. I think that's fair. I guess if we're saying if he truly was a B minus in the first half and he was an F in the second half, then I guess yeah he gets a D. But I want to give him an F for the whole season. That's that's okay. my feeling on Aaron Hicks. John Carlos Stanton, another guy with injuries, so that's going to be a factor here. We gave him an A in the first half. He was an all-star. Uh, he was injured for much of the second half, and then when he came off the IL, he was really struggling. But maybe we're getting hot John Carlos Stanton. He's, he's, been, he's been hitting a lot of home runs the last week. Maybe that can carry into the postseason. Got to downgrade his grade though, from an A down to a B. Yeah, I'm. I'm giving. I'm definitely giving him a B. Um, ended up with a very similar line to Rizzo, except there's one glaring difference, and I'm looking at this is the, well, the on base I mean, Rizzo, percentage. Rizzo had a, a, a significantly wow. Stanton's on base percentage dipped below 300. Yeah, it's 297 it's on base for Giancarlo Stanton. I I might give him a C plus. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that. Joey Gallo guess year, like as a New York Yankee, 282. Yep. Two, if you're Giancarlo Stanton and you're under 300 on base percent, like you accidentally are going to should be walking 75, 80 times a year just from he, pitchers I, I, pitching around you. Logan, can you, can you look at his strikeout uh, percentage this year compared to previous? Because he struck out yeah. a lot. He struck out 137 times. This I year, would say that's probably on par, but you know him when he when he looks like he can't hit a ball, he, he swings at everything, and then yeah, when he yeah. can hit everything, he don't. It, it'll be a slider right off the zone, a really good pitch, and he doesn't even. It, he doesn't. Two ninety seven is two ninety seven is trash. That's a trash on base. It's really bad. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah, but yeah, it's really. Bad. Are, do you guys worry about him going into the playoffs? Because yeah, I of course. Because if you don't, if, well, I don't. Not that I worry about him. I think he is one of those guys who who, who certainly is is up for bigger moments. Um, so. I'm not worried about him necessarily. But in what sense? That worried? said, yeah, if he gets into a bad streak, like he, if it's yeah, if it's really, bad, really bad, Giancarlo Stanton, he's an automatic out in the playoffs. Yeah, his strikeout percentage is at 30, 30.5% this year. It was twenty seven point two last year, and in twenty nineteen, it was thirty three point three. So he's kind of this right there. He's, he's a thirty percent strikeout guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well. um, so what did I say? I said uh, we each agreed on B, but now I saw his on base percentage and I give him a C plus. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm fine with that. Skip B minus wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you I'll, have, go, if, I'll go if, B minus. If his on base I'll, percentage, I'll the B range. if his on base percentage had a three and uh, as the first number, I'd have given him a B minus. Hope he gets a pinch hit walk today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's me, right? Um, Oswaldo Cabrera. Okay, I'm looking for him in the first half. No, I'm not going to find him because he wasn't on this team. Now he is a guy that is absolutely, he's an A. He's an A. He's an A. Uh, you know, I don't want to give the young kid an A plus, make his head all big, but but I would if I could. Because that guy uh, did everything that the Yankees asked him to do. 
and and uh, and and did it well, like extremely well. It was not a moment too big for him. Not a position too difficult for him. Not a moment. Uh, not a not a, a place in the lineup that he can't hit. He shows power. He shows range. He show, he's got a hell of an arm. His attitude is phenomenal. I love the kid. I really do. I love the kid, and uh, I'm excited to watch him moving forward. Other than Aaron Judge in the second half, he might have been the fa- my favorite part of this team to watch, just because yeah. of the improbable nature of what he was doing, playing all those different positions and making an impact. Like that series when he started at third base, made a diving catch over the tarp, and then the next day started in right field and robbed a home run. It's like when when do you ever see someone do those two things on back to back days? So yeah, you give him an A. I'll I'll agree with the A. Matt Carpenter, I almost feel like we can't give him a grade for the second half because he was out for so much. We gave him an A++ in the yeah. first half. And I feel like Oswaldo Cabrera just like took Matt Carpenter's like essence <laughs> and put him into a young player. And that was him in the second half. Obviously, Matt Carpenter was hitting, um, you know, he was doing more Nukes. crazy things offensively. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I kind of just got to not grade Matt Carpenter, but I, for the yeah, second incomplete, half. Yeah, incomplete second half. So just keep his grade where it is. I mean, he's, I mean, at any, at any point, if if um if we had positive contributions from a guy that was uh, named Matt Carpenter, un- completely unexpected, out of the blue, it's got to stay an A, even if it was for a short time. Right. So, uh, I'm still keeping it there. Yeah. I agree Expectations are a factor here, and you'll see that when we get to Garrett Cole. Next up, who we got? Yeah. Uh, next up is Harrison Bader. Okay, Harrison Bader coming over Kinda, obviously for the Jordan Montgomery. I, I attempted not to it- put him on here. Well, he's here. So, uh, you know, incomplete, still waiting to see. I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, you know, came out of the gate hot. He, he doesn't have his bat will probably frustrate us moving forward. Um, made some very nice plays over the last week in uh, in center field. Like the, the guy's a baller in the outfield. So, so I have a take on him in the outfield. And I, and I don't know. I haven't seen him enough yet to understand what this is. But I, I, I feel like a lot of times he's kind of looks out of control running for balls. And I and I know he's a fantastic fielder defensive metrics wise. So I don't know if that's because he's taking weird routes to the ball or if it's just he's getting to a ball that he has no business like no other center fielder would get to. So it almost looks weird that like how he gets there like that ball. uh, I think it was yesterday in one of the games that was ended up being a double off the center field wall. Like he kind of took like a weird angle to it and then just like leapt and had no no shot. And then it was just like over his head. So. I mean, I know he's a great defensive center fielder, but it, it almost kind of looks wild out there. I actually think that's just kind of the way he looks when he runs. He's he's got like a kind of a weird body, to be honest. Yeah. Like he's, he looks just he's like a little, little squatty. So <laughs> looks a little different out there. He's not like a fluid Aaron Judge looking. He's a, he's not he's fluid. not a, he's, he's not, not a totally gazelle. Fluid. He's not a gazelle, no, but he he's, does he does all the things you need him to do. It just looks a little different. I think that's what you're seeing. He's more like um, an ogre out there. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like he's got two left feet and you're learning around, but he does it really well. Right, he, he runs that out. really fast. Yeah, and he yeah. gets to everything you need to get to. It's just like it's not the prettiest thing, and that's okay. It's a little little grittiness in there. Um, but yeah, I'd say incomplete for him. Next guy is a uh, guy came over midway, so uh, another tough one. I'd say is Andrew Benatendi. Um, you know, when he was out there, uh, he off to a, a slow start, but he was fine. I think he was good. You know, a B minus, I'd say, when he was mm, out there. No, when he was out there, it was in the C range. He 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 was he really only started. When he got going, man, we saw what he injured. was. When he 
well, when you got going, we saw what he was, and I think he sustained that for. Yeah, a, but a he few came weeks, over but... hitting 320, and you're expecting you're getting a 320 hitter that doesn't strike out a lot, and he just wasn't that. I mean, I know he still didn't strike out a lot, but he was not. He, he wasn't getting a lot of hits. So when he was on the field before his injury, he was he was a C, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Marwin Gonzalez in the first half. What did we give him? We gave him a B. Yeah, sure, B. I think I think he went like something like crazy amount of days without getting a plate appearance um, for a little while in the second half. But he, he's a utility player, and he was he was a fine utility player. Uh, Kyle Gashioka, what do you what are you giving Higgy? Storming to the finish line for Higgy. Yeah, I'm giving. I am going to give Higgy. What did we give him in the first half? I'm going to. I just went off of it. Um, we're. I'm giving him. I'm giving him a C. I'm giving him a C because he was not good in the first half. He he just was not good. I mean, and and I think a lot of that also, it, he wasn't hitting. I expected him to hit a hell of a lot more. Um, he was fine defensively, but he got overshadowed, completely overshadowed in the first half and really didn't get the playing time I think a lot of people expected. He's certainly been playing a little bit more um, in that second half and it's become more of a, of a you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to call it a platoon, but closer, closer to a platoon. And I think that he's, um, he's been good. So I'll give him a C. And we gave okay. him a seat in the first half. The moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Here's my reasoning for I was thinking a lot about this. I was putting myself in the shoes of a teacher. And if I'm trying to grade Garrett Cole as a teacher, um, I'm probably giving him a B minus for the sole reason that I don't want his mother to storm in my office and yell at me. Okay, that's it. That's it. Because he doesn't deserve a B minus. He deserves a C plus because he's supposed to be the best student in the class. He's supposed to be leading the class and blowing away. He's supposed to be answering questions before I even ask them. Okay, he's the first one to raise his hand. He's correcting the teacher. That's how good he is supposed to be. And he did all the work. He showed up. He, he, He did well on all the tests, but he didn't go above and beyond anything. He was sometimes in the back of the room clowning around with the kids. So he, he's he's because, unfortunately, a lot of this is graded on a curve and expectations factor in here. He deserves a C plus, but I'm giving him a B minus. Again, I don't want to deal with his angry mother. Logan, can you pull up his splits between first and second half just out of curiosity? Yeah, they're, my, they're glaring because I was looking at okay, them. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that because we gave him a B. in the first half. We gave him a B. Very, very similar reasons. His numbers look great, but we were like, yeah, something's just, this is not like ace Garrett Cole. Yeah. So he, he started slow. If you guys remember, he had that, that uh, rough outing in, in uh, Detroit. Um, right. His first half, I am looking at the right year, right? 2022. Okay. First half, he went nine and two with a 302 year, right? Okay. That's, that's, that's. That's, That's there. Ni- it's Nineteen there. games started, one hundred and thirteen innings, um, one hundred and forty-seven strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Since then, in fourteen starts, he's got a four-one-two ERA. Yep. And uh, one hundred and ten strikeouts. Um, How many home runs allowed? Yeah. Oh God, I don't have that here. Um, That's okay. A lot of home runs allowed because I know he a lot of home runs allowed. Thirty-three uh, in the I, season. Actually, wow, I do have it. Um, so it was. 17 in the first half, 16 in the second half. So pretty oh, even. So I think the difference, well, how, how many solo innings? shots. When they were. <laughs> yeah. Um, he threw, yeah, a lot more innings, actually. That's a good point. Uh, 20, about 25 to 30 more innings in, this, in the first half. 
first half was so, if you guys remember. So three his, starts. His, his home run per Four inning, starts. or his home run per start, was up, up pretty significantly. Uh, uh, yeah, home runs second. per nine is, is, is up. Yeah. Okay, so for this, all these reasons, I, I, the numbers are what I expected them to be, significantly worse in the second half. He's absolutely getting a C. Like, it's not even, it's not a B minus, it's not a C plus, it's a solid C. Have B, fun the, dealing the, with his mom. Fine. The B, like, look in the mirror, woman. Your your kid can do wrong. Okay, your 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 kid, little little precious Garrett, can do wrong. He was bad. Okay, he thinks that it comes easy to him, and he thinks he's going to go out there and dominate, and he did it, and he did it, and in fact, he put the Yankees in bad positions a lot of times with the home runs late in games, and I don't like it. I don't like it one. <laughs> I, don't I don't like. like it. I don't like, and I don't like the tune up. Look what look at look at what his classmate did, Severino. Okay, that's what you call that. That is a tune up. What your what your son is doing now? I'm just talking directly to his mother. What your son <laughs> is doing is is not meeting expectations. You know what he's going to do? He's going to hit the real world, and he's going to be a bum. He's going to be a bum because he's going to act like he can do everything, and he's not going to try. And that the, the world is catching up, son. The world is catching up. And he was bad in the second half. And this man needs to stop what he's doing and figure it out right now and nut up for the the playoffs. So I'm a B first half, D second half, C for the season. You know, I, I just have to say this. It's kind of interesting. I don't know what you guys make of it. Um, so he had a he was one in five with a one eight eight ERA in nine games started when he gets less than two runs of support. But he was nine and zero with a four six six ERA in games that he gets six plus runs of support. So is he one of those pitchers that just matches the offense? Or like, what's the deal there? I don't um, know. Mentally, is, we, I, hear mental like, I hear mental I hear mental weakness. Yeah, that's just like maybe, maybe that goes with the mental side of things. That is, it's yeah. yeah. None of this is questioning his talent. And for anyone that didn't get my joke about his angry mother storming in, because that's probably what happened to Garrett Cole in his schooling days. Whenever he didn't do well in a class, his mother stormed in the office of the teacher and said, "My kid deserves an A." And the teacher, not wanting to deal with the angry mother, just said, "Fine, I'm giving your kid an A because I don't give a fuck." And that's how Garrett Cole has gotten to where he is that well i don't throw a baseball really fast yeah i was gonna say i'll disagree a little bit because he was probably dominating even more uh going through the ranks and then all of a sudden you're on a level but if it's not given to him and if it's not a perfect scenario he's not gonna go out there and just take it and make it and 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 do what he needs to do to to nut up and have a good start something why did he do that in houston then why did he do that when he was freaking astros wasn't dealing with the number one pressure it was justin verlander who was, yeah, and you're doing sticky stuff. Yes, true. That's also a factor. Do you remember Do you remember the report that I dug up from show notes and some random website? Yeah. I'm telling you. It still holds. It holds. <laughs> you, you, you went on like the, the, the deep I went on the dark, I was dark, dark, deep, dark webs looking for fucking notes from, from something and I found some shit and it scared me and it's, and it's true. All, All right, right let's next? fire through the rest of these quick. Uh, Nestor Cortez, uh, we had him at an A plus. He deserves many more pluses. I feel like the man has outperformed everything that anybody has ever expected. But he's also laid the tape uh, going back to the middle of last year. Uh, he's this is the picture he is. This is the picture he is. I have confidence in the man. Um, I love the little wrinkles. Love his mustache. Love the fact that he's an everyday man. And I have a yeah A plus. Jameson Tyone, plus, plus, plus. Tyone, we gave a B in the first half, and I think there was a period in the in the middle of the season where he was trending towards C or even worse range. But I think he turned it around enough to probably maintain that B grade. Yeah, he's a B. Still giving up too many home runs, um, but he's a B. The, the home run balls is 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 his kryptonite, just like Eric Cole. So Domingo, it's, um, yeah, 
Domingo Herman was not graded in the first half because there was uh, no sample on him. But but he's actually like turned out to be pretty solid uh, after they traded away Montgomery and Domingo Herman started to get some of uh, regular starts. He was actually a pleasant surprise. His numbers on the season are a 331 ERA and 68 innings pitched. Yeah, he's been good. He's filled in. He's done what he's needed to do. So, um, so what is the grade you give him? Oh, I didn't give him a grade. Uh, B plus. All right, I'll give him a B. The plus is like I don't know. If you got to do something extra for for a plus. He's a B. He's he he did he did a good job. Um, Seven. Good job. And he, I think he made everybody. You know, obviously when Monty started in uh, the second half in um, in St. Louis, uh, it was all the rage. But he quieted the storm a little bit, uh, Herman, because of the way he pitched. So. Kudos for that. Severino, we gave a B plus, and I feel like that can't change, or we just got to give him an incomplete. Yeah, it's an incomplete. Or, yeah, I agree with that. He didn't pitch enough. I will say, last start, A plus. That guy looked freaking good, and I hope that he can bottle that up for the rem- the playoffs because that's a guy that I want out there. Uh, Frankie Montas does not deserve a grade, but if we were grading him. I would F- give him a fucking F. F, F for Frankie. Clay Holmes, F for, F, F, F for Frankie, and F for whoever the fuck read the reports wrong and couldn't under. You need, you need Dr. Scott Ryan to come in there and tell this guy that he's freaking injured. I mean, seriously, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Clay Holmes is was an A plus in the first half, definitely struggled more in the first half, had a phantom IL, then had a real IL. Uh, I'm going to downgrade him to an A minus. I mean, that's, that's really like just just dismissing what he did in the second half almost like i don't even know if he's at an a i think he's he fell so far off the wagon that that a plus was so unexpected like he's at a b plus that's for me. also but that's also still i guess if you're saying once the he's not the, the closer he the lost that half. job that's true I, I, I mean, i'll give first him a b plus because so he's good though like you have to you're you right have to acknowledge what he did in the first half i do the best and that's why i'm sure I mean, they're, they're, yes. the, the shitty thing is they're two best relief pitchers. They they basically were, were without them in the second half. Michael King's season-ending uh, injury and Clay Holmes was not Clay Holmes. I have a hard time giving him an, uh, anywhere in the A range because of the way he finished, to be honest. So, And the fact that he he, he certainly lost the job. I know he had it coming back from injury and, and, and lost it. So um, he hasn't been able to execute. So I'll, I'll give him a B plus because of the first half was so, so freaking good. Otherwise, you know, he's flirting with like, low bc range for second half the only other person on here i feel like we even want to grade is Aroldis chapman though i mean the rest of the bullpen guys wandy licky clark schmidt marinaccio trevino yeah and marinaccio peralta, the marinaccio peralta. injury quickly so we yes we're talking about it live on the last episode but what, what did they fra- uh it was a, a stress a, fracture stress fracture and he's definitely out for the first round of playoffs yeah so call me out if i'm completely wrong here but i've always thought a stress fracture it's shin splints. It's a, it's a, I think they're very, if they're not the same, I thought they were similar. Um, I'm sure I'll get called out, but that is, uh, it's one of those unfortunate and, and that's, that's, that's a rest thing. Like those don't go away. I had them in like middle school, early high school. And those were a bitch to get rid of. They really were. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's not a terrible thing, but it's really hard to gain strength. I think from that stress fracture and that's going to be a problem. So yes, your Wandy Peralta is the guy I wanted to call out in that group. And yep. and the reason being is because I think he's been kind of one of those like unsung heroes. He's just oh, been yeah. quiet, put his head down, has done his job really well. He's a guy you can rely on. He's got that, uh, you know, a little bit of a Houdini act in him. Um, so, you know, first half we gave, did we grade him? I can't read that. So Wandy Peralta? 
Uh, yeah, he got an A. He got an A. an A. I, I st- he's an A. He stays an A. In my opinion, he stays an A. He's been he's been very good all year long. And if I'm looking at just like the list, who I would change, I would I would downgrade Litke. I think he's he had a much worse second half. Not not a guy that they can rely on, although they might may have to because of bodies. And then the two guys that came over, uh, you know, Trevino was better than I expected. I guess Efros, a little bit of an incomplete, um, but Trevino, you have to give a, a very solid grade B. I a, think B. they. I think the, let's look at it this way for Trevino and Efros. I think they trust them both in high leverage spots. And if that's yeah. how you're going to measure bullpen acquisitions at the deadline, then I think you have to consider those successes. I don't know what you give them individual grades wise, but they have confidence putting them into leverage spots. Yeah. And, and well, I think that's, that's a win for acquiring pitching, uh, relief pitching at the deadline. I think that's a different conversation. Yeah. It's taken into consideration for this for sure. But, um, I agree with you and, it's not also a choice at this point. Like they have to put them sure. in high leverage situations with Marinaccio out, with some of the injuries that they have. Obviously, King was on this list in the first half. Um, it's unfortunate what happened to him because he was off to such a great start. But yeah, we gave Araldis Chapman a D in the first half. Maybe we just leave him at a D for don't put him on the playoff roster. No, he's an F. He's an F. Give him an F. He's, he he's going to be on the playoff roster. <laughs> so he's an F. Don't put him on the fucking playoff roster. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a D with an F in there. <clears throat> All right, don't let's effing put him on. We've got some awards, and we're going to go through them fairly quickly because they don't really need much explanation. MVP goes to none other than Aaron Judge. Who would have thought it? Uh, last in the first half, we gave the runner up. We even questioned is Jose Trevino, the, the, the real true MVP of the Yankees in the first half. That conversation was put firmly to bed. The Cy Young has to go to Nestor Cortez. That's also not, not up for discussion. I think had Clay Holmes continued his dominance into the second half, that would have certainly been a discussion. Some people don't like to give relief pitcher Cy Young awards, but Clay Holmes might have been that good in the first half to where he would have been in that conversation. Rookie of the year. I think this is interesting. It's like true rookie, Oswaldo Cabrera, super impressive. Uh, if we're saying first year to the Yankees for his full season, full body of work, then that's what Trevino deserves. It's Trevino, yeah. I, I think the second half having Cabrera in there, um, you know, honorable mention because of the things that he did, but he just wasn't here long enough. So it's it's 1,000% Trevino. The comeback player. You confident giving this to Luis Severino? Did we see enough this year from Luis Severino to give him the comeback comeback player of the year? No, I'm actually giving it to Glaber Torres. I think Glaber okay. Torres Fair. is is very deserving of this. The guy found a home back at second base again. Um, had you know those 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 streaks where he wasn't all that great, but really I think came on uh, at the end of the year when the Yankees needed him the absolute most and and was good. I mean, we, we, a lot of people, including us, I think wrote him off. I don't think I was as written off as, as you were, you hated him for a while <laughs> because of the way he was just bad. He was really bad. It was warranted. Uh, but I think he, he definitely got back into the good graces. And I think that he's proven in, um, that he's a, uh, a player to stay here for a little bit. So I'm giving it to Glaber. That's fair enough. All right. This next one is most likely to embarrass himself on Derek Jeter night. That one goes to Aaron Hicks. Congratulations. You took it away from Masahiro Tanaka. It was a previously Masahiro Tanaka's award, and now Aaron Hicks is. is Why did we give it to award? Tanaka? Because on Derek Jeter night in 2017, he gave up like three home runs to oh, the Astros right, in right, the first right, inning. Right. Got it. I I was reading that. I had forgotten about the Derek Jeter night, the baseball piece. I was <laughs> like, oh, night out with Derek Jeter, who's embarrassing themselves. That's a different conversation. <laughs> that is a different uh, conversation. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, all right. Aaron Hicks is. Uh, 
is good for that one. Most likely to get regular playing time that was not warranted, suck, and then complain when he gets benched finally. This one also goes to Aaron Hicks. He is just cleaning up the awards. Um, you know, uh, I will put a uh, honorable mention to Araldus Chapman. Did he complain? Has he complained? Yeah, I don't know. He might have behind the scenes. In my head, he's complaining. I want to. See, I want to know what you think about this one. The Brett Gardner Award for most likely to wear short sleeves on a freezing cold October night. I think it's Harrison Bader. Keep it in the uh, in the in the position. Keep it. He in just the strikes me as a guy who's going to run out there with the with yeah bare arms when it's like forty one degrees and windy in the Bronx. I could absolutely see that. I I think you're uh, I think you're spot on. I think Harrison Bader will will do that. I don't think I think we're going to see it. <laughs> Um, we've got on here, the help I fall and I can't get up award. Uh, is that a joke Logan for his infected leg? You, you, you poking fun <laughs> at his infected leg. That, that, that was not me, but, uh, okay. <laughs> we'll go with it. Uh, for all this Chapman, the survivor award, I guess we're giving to Domingo Herman. Um, he's just sticking around. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, the, uh, don't forget about I'm, me. I'm award. giving the survivor award to to Higgy because Higgy had the opportunity to come in and make a large contribution to this team, and, and in fact, try to take that starting catcher job. There was no starting catcher really, um, and he didn't have the greatest first half. He he rolled with the punches with Trevino coming out there and doing it, but he stuck. He, you know, he's first of all, he survived this Yankees organization for such a long time. That's he's true. been there with Judge all the way through, right? So. He was, uh, I think when you look back at that group, if you, if you look back at the names on that group, like probably, I don't know if Higgy's on my list of like guys I would think that would be here five, six years later, um, with Aaron judge, he would certainly not be the catcher that I would choose out of that, out of that list at, at that point. So I'll give it to Higgy, man. He has survived. He survived, uh, the, the class coming up and he survived all the different elements that, he, that have been thrown at him. We know Trevino is going to catch Cole, but what about the rest of the games in the playoffs? Because Higgy's been hitting a lot better recently. We think Higgy's going to get. Uh, let's put it this way: out of the out of the first, out of the four starters, how many is Trevino going to catch? How many is Higgy going to catch? Um, I think Trevino catches three. Okay, and Higgy gets a start in there. Um, okay, but because the because of the way that the days work out, there's. The, the off days are are helpful to a catcher, so I think like Trevino is going to get the start. I believe. I also think that the I think they value Trevino's framing back oh, there. They do way yeah, sure. way too much. Even more I mean, Higgy's no slouch at framing either, but no, one hundred percent. But Trevino's just number that one level of good. Yes, Trevino's sure. number one in the league. Higgy's, I think he, he was like fifteenth or eighteenth yeah. or something. Yeah. And Higgy's yeah. like, I'm, I'm sorry, Trevino's like falling away better than the second place. Like he's right. just otherworldly at it. So. Do we think that maybe Garrett Cole is struggling because there is no backup catcher? That's, that was my theory. Did you guys hear what he said about, so Higgy caught his game, to the, the record tying strikeout, and Trevino caught the record breaking strikeout, and he said like two or three, he said it during the speech to the team, he said it to Meredith, like, just thought it was so magical. He used the word magical, that, um, that Higgy caught the record uh tying one and Trevino caught the uh, record breaking one because they were both such a big part. So shut up, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this one's interesting. The no free passes award goes to Jameson Tyon for a very low walk rate of 4.3%, which makes me ask the question and think, is he actually a better bullpen candidate than we think because he doesn't walk anyone? Hmm. Uh, yeah, but he gives up the home run ball. That's the problem. <laughs> 
The problem is, is when you're coming out of the bullpen and you're susceptible to the home run ball, you're usually put in situations where there's runners on base or you're in a bit of a pinch and you get you're coming in when someone's struggling. And so, yeah, that's helpful as long as you don't give up a home run. All right. So hits. night before the playoffs start or maybe there's a rain delay in one of the playoff games and the Yankees are down, need to come back. Who's giving the motivational speech? We know it's not Garrett Cole, but who do we think is giving the motivational speech? You earlier in the season, Scott, said Glaber Torres, which I, the only person lower on the list than Glaber Torres is Garrett Cole. But, but who do you think it's going to be? Um, so I stand by my uh, by by my thing with with Glaber. I think Glaber is a an unspoken guy on the on the fan side, but I think he's loud in the clubhouse. Uh, the guy I think who's giving this speech right now, I'm looking at the is Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, that's the pick. That's definitely the pick. He's been there before. He's won a championship before. He's been a key piece on a championship team. That that's definitely the pick for sure. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, we also were planning on getting to revisiting our bold predictions and doing the top five games of the month and then awarding the top five game of the year. We'll get to those eventually, but we're out of time for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will. Uh, we plan on doing a preview episode of uh, whatever team the Yankees are playing, either Tampa or Cleveland. That will come out after we know the opponent ahead of that series. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.